Ladies and gents, guys and girls, welcome to the Sokola Duma Transfer Show. I am Gulule Gongeu. George Libis's tweet got the masses talking. Will he stay or will he go? Well, in today's show, we'll look at international and local transfer speculation with the help of David Capel and Shaista Keda. Football agent A.B. Rasim Pichard's further light on transfer fees, whilst Peter Dutoy breaks down George Libis's tweet and future. Sokola Duma Radio. Her Twitter handle is Shaista underscore K. She's Shaista Kader, Sokola Duma journalist. Shaista, thank you very much for your time. How are you doing, lady? I am doing well. Thanks for having me again. Yes, it's nice to have you again here. We spoke to you a few weeks back and you are here again for the same matter, but different stories. There's Musa Nyatama, there's Obringoma, there's Pagamani Mashlambi. Um, a storm is brewing with some of these guys. You never know what's going to happen with their futures. Um, you will shed a, a bit of light for us. Uh, Musa Nyatama, Orlando Pirates Super Sport. Musa Nyatama played a lot of games for Bramfontein Celtics. Um, he was their top goal scorer last season, scoring five goals from midfield. Uh, he's played like over 100, 110 games for them in 120 matches for the past four seasons. So he's an important player for them. But there's interest at the Pirates. Um, there's interest from Super Sport as well. Um, tell us more about that. Yeah, as you said, the storm is brewing. It's just like eight days left before the July August transfer. We know a lot of exciting things are about to happen. But with Musa, we all know how influential he was for Celtic last season, or this season, I should say. And it comes as no surprise that the likes of Pirates and Supersport are interested in his services. While obviously Celtic don't want to lose him, I mean, he's a great player, but um, he's got 12 months left on his current contract with the club. So um, at this point, there's just interest. And if the player wants to leave, if he indicates that he wants to leave, I think Celtic should sell him, you know, instead of losing him on a free next in January. Because, you know, in ge- not in January. In January, he'll he be can able sign to... sign a pre-contract. In yeah, time. he'll sign a pre-contract wherever. But, like, if there is an offer on the table for him in this transfer window and he wants to leave, I think the club should sell him. Hmm. And so, interestingly in the story as well, sorry to cut you, um, Mamelodi Sundowns is not being mentioned because he's a former Sundowns player, so they, it's not probably not something that they would want to go for. Um, how serious is the interest from Orlando Paris? Are we not sure at the moment? Paris no, and, and no we're not sure at the moment. I mean, there can be interest from anywhere, not just Supersport and Pirates. I mean, as soon as the transfer window open, everybody's going to want to go in for everyone, you know? Clubs will want to bolster their squad for the new season. So we'll see when the transfer window opens. But it comes down to whoever approaches Celtic in the window and puts offers on the table and they'll take it from there. All right. And interestingly, the next two players that we're going to talk about, um, it's, it's ironic, it's interesting, but then it's the way in which the world of football works. Um, Pagamani Matlambe extends to 2021 at Bitvis Verts, um, or extends to till the year 2021 at Cape Town City, but suddenly there is interest. Let's talk about Ngoma before we go to Pagamani Matlambe. We know about Ngoma that um, there was a statement from um, John Committee's trying to um, to deflect interest from Mamelodi Sundowns. It was scathing. He was he didn't want to lose his best player. He even said that if I wanted Pesitao or Keegan Dolly or Billiard, 
Sundowns would not give me those players. Let's talk about what is happening at the moment. The interest did it did it did it deflect or did it push away my melody sundown that statement or is there still interest? Firstly, I would just like to say that Aubrey had an amazing season. In my personal opinion, he should scoop a award at the PSL ceremony next month. He should. He's been phenomenal in the City Colours. I mean, I think he just missed two league games the whole campaign. Otherwise, he's been giving his all non-stop, a very consistent, hard-working player. I mean, you see Aubrey running for 90 minutes without fail. But coming back to the interest in him from Sundowns, no, as we reported in this week, Sundowns are still interested in him. In fact, they intensified their interest in him. But as you said, he committed his long-term future to Cape Town City. As it stands, there's nothing Sundowns can do to persuade him. Because he's contracted to City, he will, Sundowns will have to approach City in the transfer window. And it's up to the club whether they want to sell or not. But I mean, it, as well, it does come back to the player. If he wants to leave, it remains to be seen if City will sell him. But I can assure you, it wouldn't be cheaply. Because as Peter said in the statement, um, clubs who sell them players always have multi-million rand price tags on players. And, 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 and the fact that he played for the national team recently as well would add to that value, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, he made his debut mm, for the national team against Zambia. So, yeah, definitely. And as I said, if he picks up an, a PSL award at the ceremony, that, that, also adds to the that will add to it as well. Mm. Definitely. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice now, to be Mamelodi Sundowns looking at that kind of player whose value is keep, keeps on adding up and adding up and adding yeah, up? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Pizza Musimani is a great coach and he can get the best out of anyone. And Aubrey is approaching the prime of his career. I mean, he's just 27 right now. He can get better. He can only get better. And I think Pizza can get better out of any player. But I do think he's been so influential to the City squad that a lot of people want to see what he can do under head coach Benny McCarthy. I mean, it's exciting for everyone. So right now, his future all depends on the club and himself, where he wants to be or where he sees himself. Mm. And another one, like I mentioned in the prelude to these two players, um, Pagamadi Mashambi, also signed, extended till 2021. He's 19 years old. Unfortunately, due to injury, he didn't participate in the recent Under-20 World Cup. Um, he contributed to Wurtz's win of the Absa Premiership with a few goals here and there and a few assists here and there. He's a great player. Um, there is interest from overseas. Um, it's exciting to hear that um, Portugal, Turkey and Germany is being mentioned. Um, what do we know at the moment about that interest how serious is it um what do you foresee for him and his future well pakamani as you said great young players only 19 years old he's part of the bid vet squad who won the first league title for the club i mean that is something he's going to look back at in a few years time even 50 years time he's going to tell his kids he was part of that squad and as you said it's a pity that injuries has gotten the best of him um, the season. Otherwise, when fit, you get the best out of him. And head coach Kevin Hunt has gotten the best out of him. He recently committed his future to the club, as you said. I don't know if he sees himself playing anywhere else in the PSL, but I think him having age on his side and recovering from injury, he wants to make the move to Europe. I mean, any young player has dreams and ambitions of playing in Europe. And with him knowing that there is already European options, um, 
interest in him, he's going to work to that. So it's all about him getting fit and getting his confidence back and I'm sure he's looking that way but right now his agent confirmed to us that they're still assessing his European options. There is options but it's still the early stages. So we'll see in the transfer window because like all, all of them, they contracted to the club. And any, any club who's interested, be it in the PSL or in Europe, will have to approach Wits for Pakamani and make an offer to them and they have to decide if they want to sell or not. But I don't think anyone would want to stand in the way of a young player playing in Europe. Mm. And in your and before we, we part ways now, in your experience in concluding this Pakamani saga, do you foresee him being here next season in South Africa playing? Uh, to be honest with you, no. Uh, in my opinion, I want Pakamani to go to Europe, you know. You want to see him following in Steven Pienaar's steps, in Benny McCarthy's steps, and all of those players who are doing well in Europe, you want to see him there. And I think he, he's done well in the, in the league, in, in the PSL, he's won the league, and I'm sure he has better ambitions. Mm. Alright, so, um, I think that's pretty much it from, for now. Um, her name is Shai Sakeda. She's the Sokala Doma journalist. Thank you very much for your time, ma'am. We appreciate your thoughts. Thanks for having me. In keeping up with the tradition of speaking to an exclusive person in the football industry, we speak to A.B. Rasimpi, the president of Liberate Resources Sports Management. He gives us a lowdown on transfers and transfer fees. Let's speak to him now. A.B. Rasimpi, thank you very much for your time. A.B., how do you determine a value of a player? Let's say a player is, is, is a player that is a star player at a club. Um, how do you va- evaluate his worth? Um, how do you come up with the market value for that player? Okay, let's take for example, a player played for the whole season and he played, let me just say, for example, 26, 26 games yes. for a team. That player also scored something like 10 goals mm. and his assist is more than 20. Uh, and uh, he made something like uh, in that 26 he made something like uh, 23 appearance 3 he came as a sub mm. that is a top player mm. yeah that is a top player who is having influence and who played an uh, important part in the game now then the, you, you've, you've paved a way for us for that player now how do you come up with this sum how do you know if you are overpricing him um, do you raise it against what is happening in South Africa or you just suck a, a, an amount out of your thumb? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, I'm still, I'm still going to answer the same way that when we are negotiating, we're not negotiating and saying, mentioning that this is a South Africa, this is what. Mm. The value of the player remains the same. Great stuff from A.B. Rasimpi. Much appreciated indeed. On to the next segment of our show now. Um, he's a wing wizard for Kaiser Chiefs. He's a fan favorite. They like him. They've seen him in yellow. He grew up in Mamelodi. Who knows? Maybe he'll be yellow very soon. I'm joined now by Sokola Duma founder Peter Dutoy to dissect the story behind the story about George Libese. He's a Kaiser Chiefs midfielder. He's a wing wizard. Peter, thank you very much for your time. How's it? All good, man. Yourself? I'm very, very well, man. Can you please help us dissect this? It was a cryptic message sent on Twitter. It may be an obvious message, not as cryptic, not as hidden. 
that I all I want to do is play football, regardless of which color of the shirt that I'm wearing at the moment. That tweet sent an uproar on our website, www.sokaladuma.co.za. And we also wrote about it on the latest edition of Sokaladuma. What's the story be- behind the story? Correct. So, as you, as you mentioned, it was a big, big story uh, um, on, on our digital platforms. And uh, so much so that we uh, took it even further in the June 21 issue of Sokaladuma, where we did a CS special on, on George and, and his future. Um, and this one, you, cor- you correctly state, it's... It's pretty simple. The player says on social media to the entire South African football public, including his club and including other PSO clubs, I want to play football and I don't mind where it is as long as I play. Now, if he said quite simply, I want to play football, it would be a no-brainer. It would just really be a message to the club, say, come on, I want to play. I really want to play. And the club would go, of course you want to play. And it would, would have become a non-issue or a much smaller case. Yeah, though, it's a big issue because of the second part of the tweet, which is, I don't mind which club it's in. As you correctly stated, apparently um, he was a Mamelodi Sundowns uh, supporter as a, as a youngster. Certainly, we've certainly got him photographed in, in, uh, in Sundowns kit um, uh, as a youngster. And we... And he is from Mamelodi, and Pizzo Musimani, the Sundowns coach, has said he wants more Mamelodi players, uh, born players at the club. Now, there's an interesting thing here. We know Pizzo um, and Sundowns are very smart with mind games. And there's been little whispers to the Sea crew, and this has not been confirmed, but we'll still go into it. And I'll let you know, I'll break it here for the first time on radio, on Sokoloduma Radio, mm-hmm. and we'll investigate it. So we're not saying this is true. We're investigating it. The Sea Crew's onto it. But football is all about mind games. And there are smart, smart coaches in the world, smart, smart uh, uh, clubs in the world. Jose Mourinho is an expert at it. And Pizza Simone is an expert at it in South Africa, where um, the, 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 the tactic of signing a player plays out over a long period of time. And you must remember clubs don't only identify one player for a particular position. They identify a number of players and and they make different approaches to trying to make this deal happen. So there are a lot of things happening behind the scenes. And don't be surprised if Wood hasn't gone out to the Labisi camp that, listen, we want you. And if you're not playing, you know, what's it doesn't make sense for your career. Um, you know, we can make you into a Bafana player. We've heard Cape Town City complain to Sundowns and to the league about approaches made to a uh, an, another left-sided player in Goma. So who are we to know, and maybe it is happening, there have been approaches made to Labisi because he's available in a year's time. He's also, and he's a left-sided player. So it's a similar position to Ngoma. Both players have still got uh, um, years left on their contract, so there would have to be a transfer fee. Um, clubs don't necessarily want to keep a player that's unhappy. So you've got a situation in Goma being unhappy. Now we see that uh, Labisi is also a little bit unhappy. We know that um, um, Cape Town City have complained to the league uh, or certainly publicly complained about illegal approaches. Has there been a backdoor approach with Labisi as well? And is this is Labisi's way of bringing it to the attention? So, um, and if someone said to us that's definitely happened, we wouldn't be surprised. But it's, we will investigate it. We're not saying it's definitely happened, but we will investigate it. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's happening. But and don't have a whether we like it or not. This kind of thing is happening 
all over the world. We don't have to just point fingers at Sundowns yet. If it did happen, it happens everywhere in the world. At Real Madrid, Barcelona, uh, um, in the English League, in the German League. It's a commonplace thing with agents involved. Clubs get older agents. They agitate for deals. It's, it's part of modern football, whether it's right or wrong or legal or illegal. You'll never, it'll, it's been there from forever and it'll stay forever. It's part of the game. It's a fabric of, part of the fabric of the game. And in fact, it brings a little bit of excitement to the football fraternity. So there's without a doubt, the facts are he's got, a, he's got another year left of his contract. He legally clubs would start being able to start negotiating with him from uh, January onwards anyway. But the question is, do Chiefs really want to keep him? He is, as you say, third in the pecking order. Do you keep a, a 28-year-old who is, should be at his prime? Do you keep a 28-year-old on a big wage on the bench or in the stands when you could possibly sell him for a good sum of money to a Sundowns or, or a Cape Town City or somebody who's got big money to play for a left-sided player? So it's not such a – I think Chiefs are looking back at this and going, well, if he's not in the coach's plans, if he's third on the, in the line and he is 28 and he hasn't really fulfilled his true potential, if we can get a decent fee from him, why not? Um, because if they wait six months, well, they're not going to get any fee from him. So actually Chiefs have got to make a real decision. Chiefs have either got to say, this is a guy that – we believe is going to bloom late um, and uh, let's extend his contract and we, that, then we can show him that we want him to stay. Um, if they don't extend his contract, then they run the risk of losing him and then they may as well get rid of him now or use a different phrase, uh, sell him now to the highest bidder. And you certainly would be uh, people out there and definitely Sundowns and probably even Pirates looking at their current state who would look at the player. Whether he'd gone and be a success there is a, is a question mark because he hasn't made that left-sided position his own since Compeller's been there. But again, maybe this is just a coach thing. So it's a very, very interesting story. This is a story as much about emotion as about football sense because a player believes he's good enough to play. The club expecting more out of him. The coach is certainly not 100% certain on him and therefore makes him vulnerable to overtures from other clubs and other coaches who say, listen, you'd be in our first team. We love you. Um, You've you got to come to us where you feel wanted. So a lot of emotion happens behind the scene. Uh, but fact, one year to go on his contract, six months is free to negotiate anybody. Chiefs have got a six, really a, technically a six-month time to make up their mind about the player. And then you've got the other factor, which we mentioned in that article. Baxter's taken over. Stuart Baxter's taken over. Bafana Bafana and is a big fan of Labisi and got the best out of Labisi. And for Labisi to, to make... Uh, uh, um, to have a chance of playing for Bafana, Bafana, Bax has clearly stated you've got to be playing. You've got to be, and he's not playing. And if he goes and plays somewhere else, or if he plays the Chiefs, there's a chance he could play on the left-hand side of Bafana, Bafana. Whether he could take Dolly's place is another matter. But Pizza could turn to him and say, listen, I've got Champions League football for you, and look what I did for Dolly. So this is going to be a story that hasn't ended. If you don't see him in the lineup at Kaiser Chiefs, you could see him elsewhere, maybe. Mm. And where I want to pick up, and lastly, this is our last point that we're going to make, is Pizzo is, is, is third in his, in his group in the, champ, in the CAF Champions League. He needs to be either first or second. And in the left position is used, Mashaba Mzegaisa Mashaba, who is a left back, um, indicating then that there is a problem at, at left wing, that he converts a left back to a left winger. Originally, Mashaba was a left winger, but he ended up playing left back and he's used to that position and he's been used now at left wing because of the departure of Keegan Dolly. Now, we've linked, or oh, there have been links 
for sundowns with Ngoma, links sundowns with Libisi. Now, then, that then to me says that sundowns urgently needs to replace someone at left wing. 100%. And we know that they actually had a, made a bid for Makoa and that was, and was actually accepted. The player, the player dawdled on that one. So you're 100% correct. Sundowns will sign a left-sided player. Um, whether it's from South Africa or from uh, um, um, or from overseas, uh, but they definitely will sign a left-sided player. Labisi actually fits that role very well because he he probably doesn't have the pace to play as an out-and-out flying left winger, and he, he sometimes play with almost an inverted left-sided midfielder. Um, and Dolly, fun enough, even though he's he looks very quick, I don't think he's not a he's not somebody who gets the ball and goes outside of players. He's he's actually a happy attacker cutting in even though he's left footed onto his right foot and then and then weaving back to his left. Um and Labisi is a similar kind of player that way. And Labisi's probably even maybe in some ways technically a better player than than uh, than Dolly. Um so Pizza could take his game to another level, although he is twenty eight and Dolly's younger, so Dolly was probably more uh, malleable in that instance. But uh Without a doubt, Sundowns need a left side of play and Labisi definitely would be on that list. It's an interesting drama. Peter, thank you very much for helping us dissect this story. That's Peter Dutoy. Thank you very much for your time. Pleasure, man. All right, to discuss with us international transfers, we're joined by Sokala Duma International Editor David Capel. David, thank you very much for your time. Say, so how are you? I'm good. It's always a pleasure to chat to you. Yeah, there's been bombshells dropping all over. Cristiano Ronaldo this, Cristiano Ronaldo that. We'll get to that. But first off... There's an interesting one from Italy to England. Is Danny Alves um, linking him with Man City? Danny Alves played in the UEFA Champions League uh, final against Real Madrid for Juventus. He's said to be wanting out at the moment. And what's the story there, Dave? Yeah, I mean, Juventus released a statement yesterday. I mean, it was a more broader squad transfer update. But within the statement, actually a bit hidden, was um, a confirmation that um, the club and Dani Alves agreed to um, terminate his contract on mutual consent, which means he will definitely leave Juventus and all roads are leading that he will link up with Pep Guardiola again. I mean, him, he was one of the best, actually the best right back under Guardiola at Barcelona. And um, he still proved at Juventus how much quality he's had um, this past season. So yeah, he will likely link up with um, Guardiola at Manchester City. And yeah, it's going to be an interesting move. Yeah, it seems like everyone wants to go to uh, to England. I mean, Lewandowski from Bayern Munich, he's not happy with the fact that the team didn't help him become top goal scorer. Not happy with how Carlo Ancelotti, his coach, handled that situation. He's been linked with Man United. He's been linked with Chelsea. What's happening there? Is it just a crazy transfer rumor or is it something that is likely to happen? I think as of now, that's more of a rumor and his agent is stirring um, a bit in the background, I think. Um, as you said, uh, he was not happy that he lost the goal scorer um, race to Pierre-Americ Ambomoyang, who beat him by one goal. Um, but I, I still think um, he has, you know, so much quality in the Bayern squad. He's the main striker there. He's, I think, the top earning player, um, it will take a lot of money to take him away from Bayern. Mm, is it being, what, childish? Is it being petty by talking about the fact that he wasn't helped for top goal scorer? Did someone deliberately not pass to him for him not to score and become a top goal scorer? What happened there? Do you, do you think it's being petty or do you, does he seriously want to move? Yeah, I think um, it's a mixture of both. Um, I mean, we know um, Bayern Munich has some big egos like uh, Iron Robin, for example, and there were scenes not this season, but previously, where they fought about penalties. Um, 
I think um, he was the leading goal scorer for a while and just missed out in the end. Um, I do think though that he will end up staying at uh, Bayern because um, I think the only club that could really tempt him away from um, the German giants is Real Madrid, but they seem to keen seem to look at other targets this, this summer. Mm, looking, talking about Real Madrid, we have James Rodriguez. We also have Ronaldo. We'll leave Ronaldo to our, for, for our last in our conversation. James Rodriguez um, likely to leave Real Madrid. It's been ongoing. It's been dragging. It's dragging even for a presenter. And I can imagine for you as a pundit to talk about the same thing over and over again. Is he going to finally leave Real Madrid? I think James is going to leave Real Madrid. It seems like his made, mind is made up. Um, he wants to leave the club um, also say that if they receive um, almost as much as they paid for him which was I think 75 million euros if they receive a fee similar to that um, he will be allowed to leave because um, they need some money to you know pay for the big other big name targets that they have Hmm. There seems to be a pattern with these superstars once they are accused of fraud. We, ha we, we saw this with Lionel Messi being accused of fraud and he was said to wanting to leave Barcelona for Man City, um, something about the Spanish media. There seemingly is the threat that every time when someone is accused um, of a litigation case against him, um, particularly the superstars that is, that they want to leave. Ronaldo is the case as well. Uh, Florentino Perez spoke out about it and he said that the only reason why Ronaldo would want to leave, in my opinion, is the way he's being treated by the Spanish media and the way that occasionally he'll be booed by his own fans. Ronaldo wants to leave. Manchester United is being mentioned. Dave Capel, what do you know about the story? You know, um, it's uh, Ronaldo, you know, he's very keen on his image, obviously. And, you know, the tax fraud case of over 14 million, obviously, is not really portraying a good um, light on his public image. Um, so that's one thing. Then, um, as you mentioned, the media, obviously, they jumped immediately on it. And he felt, you know, um, they could have treated him better in the reporting but Ronaldo is so massive you know he's a brand by now that he has a massive PR machine behind him so as soon as you know those fraud allegations came out a few days later all the rumors of him wanting to leave Real Madrid all the reuniting with United rumors came up so now a lot of people focusing on the transfer rumors instead of the tax fraud case um, you know, so it, I, I believe it's the strategy behind it. Um, Real Madrid's president came out and said um, he will chat to Ronaldo. He doesn't think he will leave. Um, he doesn't think he has done anything wrong. So Perez is also, you know, saying the right things to sort of calm matters. Um, I personally don't believe he will leave Real Madrid because he has the best setup there. You know, um, the squad knows exactly how they need to play for him. Um, he can win trophies, he's in the European Super Cup, he's in the Club World Cup. You know, he wants to collect more trophies to, you know, catch up with Lionel Messi and Amadou is the perfect place for him. Yeah, I mean, it's very important, the things that you're mentioning now. And also an excellent observation about the tactics that may be at play here, about the fact that now that you are being charged or now that you've been linked with a fraud case, you all of a sudden trying to distract everyone from that. All right, that is David Capel. He's the international editor for Sokala Duma. Thank you very much for your time, sir. We appreciate it. Always a pleasure chatting to you. Sokala Duma Radio. And that, folks, is the long and short of what has been happening in transfer news internationally and locally. Great stuff from our journalists, great stuff from AB. Thank you very much for listening. You can find more of these stories on www.sokaladuma.co.za. 
Sokala Duma Radio. Sokala Duma Radio. 